The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. Welcome to Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy in studio. We have the aforementioned Matt Fish in studio. And uh, just to check... If you want to email Matt about the NBRPA or Rebound Magazine, uh, or Rebound Radio, anything Rebound Media related, mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Matt, how's it feel to be back in the heat, man? Man, I made it back down here. It is certainly heating up around here. I wasn't really expecting it like that, especially the 110s and above, but here we are, knee-deep in it. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had a lot happen in the basketball world since you've been face-to-face with me last. It's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers have won their first championship in franchise history, the first championship for a Cleveland franchise since 1964. Uh, Seven games, came back from 3-1. Again, if you're under a rock for the past uh, week or so, um, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, The Golden State Warriors' epic collapse, I think you can call it that. Some people uh, equated to Draymond Green being suspended for Game 5 due to another kick in the nether regions, or a punch this time in the nether regions, and uh, you have the prognosticators that say that you know that was an inevitability, and you know the NBA was just waiting to get a chance for uh, for this game to extend past five games, which is what it was looking like happening uh, until he got suspended. And then LeBron dug deep. I told you when the finals started, he had ten percent left. He had ten percent that he was saving in his battery for the whole year for the finals, and he used that last ten percent. It seems like in the last three games. And he proved once again why he's the best player on the planet. Well, I uh, I have to agree with you there. I I was pretty proud that we did pick Cavs in seven. That was a pretty bold prediction, and both of us were on that. I know I had a dark horse early in, in Toronto, and they did go deep. I was pretty proud of that, yeah. as how deep they went. They obviously didn't win at all, but it was fun to see us at least get that right. And getting it right isn't easy, especially when things you know had to happen. Like you know, he he LeBron himself led both teams in points and rebounds, assists, and blocks and steals, and he's the first player to ever do so in that you know finals game. in any playoff series. In, in any playoff series, and beyond that, you know, he led the. Cavs back from a 3-1 deficit, which is the first team to do that in the history of the NBA. He recorded a triple-double in Game 7, the third one, and he's the third NBA player to ever do it in the NBA history. He went for 41-41 and then a triple-double in three straight elimination games. And then the he beat the best regular season team in NBA history. So you look at all that and you're like, it's the best ever. Yeah. Uh, he averaged his line in the finals was 29.7 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists, 2.5 steals, 2.5 blocks. Um, this is something that is only done really in video games. 
You know, it's and we talk about Steph Curry and all that stuff. And uh, the the interesting part is that Steph, on the other side of the coin, uh, he was exposed. You know, and the exposure that he uh, that he the light that he was put under the micro the microscope that he was put under. It's not necessarily fair, but it's because he was the NBA MVP. He had statistically the worst finals appearance of any player that ever, has ever won the regular season MVP. And he was exposed for his size. He was exposed for his size. He was exposed for his size. I mean, he's tiny. And the what the space that he had in the regular season, you know, when you're playing Milwaukee or you're you're playing Cleveland when Cleveland's playing a back-to-back and you beat him by 30, it's a lot easier to get space in the open court when all the marbles aren't on the line. And 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 I will I will say one thing that the refs did it right in the finals. This is how the NBA should be played all of the time. Whistles should not be as prevalent. You know, you call it you you try to keep teams from wanting to slit each other's throats proverbially speaking, but you want it kind of uh seep just seep back into the 80s basketball in my opinion. I don't want I want to see people touch each other. I want to see people play defense. I want to see hand checking be able to be allowed again. You know, I want to see real defense being played. And we're seeing this across all sports for safety and whatnot and the fluidity of the game, but it counteracts its own point in the NBA when you're blowing a whistle every 15 seconds. Yeah, this is true. Uh, we talk about Steph Curry and how he showed up in the finals and, you know, talk about stats with him. You know, you, you compare that to LeBron. He, he was 6 for 19 from shooting, 4 for 14 from the three-point line. You know, he only had five rebounds and two assists. This is the MVP of the NBA in the finals. He threw that little behind-the-back pass. I know everyone's worried about, you know, maybe the guy receiving the pass didn't do the right thing. But just a hot dog it in the fourth corner of the NBA final, being down like they were, and the last time to score any points for him was at the 656 point. I tell you this, and this is how I feel that the loss negatively affected Steph more than positively affected LeBron. Why is that? What do you think of that? I think because LeBron has done what he's done. Because that's a bold statement. Because if LeBron loses this, he's he's 2-5 and five in the finals. Mm-hmm. And then, so go ahead. And that positively affected LeBron, no question. But I felt that him being the MVP with Steph Curry, him losing like he lost in the fashion that he lost and how LeBron turned and would talk smack to him, you know what I mean? And he didn't do anything to really back it up. And the second time he did step to back it up was not the time to do it. So he kind of got him flip-flopped. To me, he punked the MVP of the NBA. He did. And I think it negatively is going to affect Steph because now it's not just the offseason that he's used to where it's just all rainbows and unicorns. And not anymore. I mean, now he's got to put up with what LeBron has put up with year after year after year. Yeah, and it's uh, there are two completely different schools of thought in the makeup of both of these teams. So you have one that people uh, compare how the, the Warriors were constructed with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, and, and what I mean by that is, yes, they got lucky uh, getting the number one overall pick that year drafting Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. They had an aging David Robinson, and they did everything through the draft and through minor veteran acquisitions, and that's what Golden State has done. You have to get lucky in draft picks to win. You just do. You know, if James Worthy, the Lakers got a pick, I think, from the Clippers when James Worthy came out. They had won the, they had won the NBA championship the year before they got the number one overall pick due to a trade. They ended up flipping a coin, getting the number one overall pick, and James Worthy panned out. Mm-hmm. 
of all the James Worthies that have come into this league that have played so well in college, 80% of them don't amount to anything or don't amount to the, the pedigree that James Worthy amounted to. So you have to, there's a lot of luck involved. Clay Thompson, that people were kind of worried coming out of Washington State, 6'7", 220, pure shooter, couldn't really do much else, played good defense. We, we've not really, we, we couldn't really predict the, the expansive nature of his progression. You know, and how good he's become. He's going to be a perennial all-star. Draymond Green, second-round pick. Yeah. You know, he he was a four-year player at Michigan State. Took, I believe, Michigan State the year before to the Sweet 16 when they had no business being there. So you need to do those things in an effort to win organically. LeBron tried that for a long time, and then he's like, I'm done. Dwayne, Bosh, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Love, Kyrie, let's go. Andrew Wiggins, I don't care. You might be the best player, number one over pick in the draft. You're out. Because this is my time to win now. I have five years. I have five-year window of being at, at peak performance, and I give him four and a half or five years of real peak performance because above anybody else in the league, he's the smartest. And you're talking about LeBron, right? He's now. the smartest. Interesting. And I, I will swallow my words and my tongue because I did say on this show, I believe last week, that Kobe was the last of a dying breed. Last of a dying breed in regard to the killer instinct, the understanding, the nature and business of the NBA, not the extracurriculars with media and sponsorship and whatnot. LeBron's there. LeBron gets it. And he is so lucky that they won this year because he would have been vilified forever if they didn't. Oh, he, it was his, you know, it really has everything to do with his dynasty and his legacy. You know, what. He had no choice but to win this game. And in my opinion, if you take a hard look at what James in the next four or five years bring to them, we're talking a Cavs dynasty. We're talking several, several years in a row where the Cleveland Cavaliers could win it. I'm saying several, meaning two. (laughs) That's a streak after that many years being off. But they've got Kyrie who does what he does. He's going to go to Rio. I know others are backing out. But you got you know Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, Ty Lue, and all these guys who've done what they've done. They're going to keep doing it. And if they can float and get the second-best record in the East and then go on to just kind of skip along during the playoffs and then come out and beat the best team that's ever, ever been in the NBA, statistically speaking, as far as win-loss record, man, they're a dynasty. Yeah. Cavs, a dynasty? Well, in dynasty is a loosely defined, but I, I understand what you're saying. Look for my bold prediction, you know, 300 and – 59 days or 358 days uh, before the culmination of next year's finals. Right. My bold prediction is that LeBron will have one of his lowest statistical performances in the regular season next year, but he will be in top two in efficiency. And he realizes now that this is the mold. Until, if and or when, they shorten the NBA regular season, he is going to coast, coast, coast. And luckily for LeBron, hmm. he's coasting at 80%. Still makes him a perennial all-star in this league because it's so star-driven that he knows now because he can lean on Kyrie. Kyrie's 24. Yes, he's had injury concerns. You could play Kyrie 65 games next year, and they can most likely still get the number one or number two seed, as you mentioned, in the East. They will need to acquire something in the offseason. Somebody. Mm -hmm. They're talking about trading Kevin Love for a pick. There's no reason to get younger at this point. You need to stay at this age or older. Because this is it. Kyrie's young. LeBron is the youngest 31-year-old with his miles that we've seen because of how he takes care of his body. And with the upcoming draft tonight, which we'll talk about in the second segment, as well as all things NBRP and Rebound Radio and Rebound Magazine, 
and the Mandalay Bay in July. Yes. That is the future for other teams. Cleveland doesn't need to get younger. You know, Kevin Love's 26 or 27. Kyrie's 24. You know, that's it. That, that's, that's your nucleus if you choose to keep Kevin Love. So we'll, we'll see the future. I think the dynasty thing is, is yet to be determined. It's so hard to win in this league. But luckily, he's not in the Western Conference. And luckily, all of the good Western Conference teams cancel each other out. It's true. I, again, you, you're right when you say a dynasty is a usually <laughs> used word. And that's why I joke around if they win it again next year, it's a dynasty in Cleveland. But yeah, you're I mean, right. I agree. You know, they, they hang on to who they've got because they've got a great team. You know, and you've got the best player in the NBA who's proven it again. You know, and he's going to go out and do what he does. I, I find it interesting how 80% is going to – it will get them to the higher, you know, uh, seeds by one or two. You're right. Uh, and it's amazing to me and, and difficult to, com- you know, to comprehend as somebody who had to play so hard all the time just to be on a team, to have somebody who has hundreds of millions of dollars guaranteed who can play 80% and still come out and turn on that uh, beast mode button and, and, win, and win championships. Three games in a row, facing elimination. He shows he can do it. He, he's been beast mode before, so we've all seen it. And to have that uh, other gear that most people don't have is just an amazing talent in itself. Yeah. So well, it'll, it'll be great to see how, how this offseason happens, too. We have the draft coming up, like we're going to discuss a little bit. And I know there's some people opting out of, uh, to be flexible for their team that's going on. So it's, the offseason is rocking and rolling. It's off and running. Well, and we'll find out right now how LeBron wants to live the rest of his career. And what I mean by that is with the money jumping up with the salary cap next year and the year after, LeBron's going to opt out. He's owed, he's owed $24 million next year by his team. He did the one-and-one one when he went there, and then he did another one-and-one. One. So he's going to opt out this year. He's going to get his Mac Daddy deal with the money that's coming in, and we'll see how much he takes. Because if he doesn't take – if he, say he takes Max, you know, he takes Max and all of the money goes to him, takes the Kobe Bryant deal, as much money as he can possibly get. I don't see LeBron doing that because I think he's smarter than that. That was the Kobe, thank you for everything. Here's $48.5 million for the next two years. We're going to suck. You're going to get paid. Have a nice life. Right. Okay. That's not how it's going to be. How it's going to be is he might take $30 million less to bring in somebody else because that's who LeBron is. That's who LeBron is, especially now. He's got more money than anybody, okay? He had a percentage ownership in Beats by Dre. They got bought by Apple. He made $100 million off that by doing nothing. Okay, so he's got more money than he needs, okay? Uh, whatever. I mean, and you have the thing where make as much money as you can when you can, mm-hmm. fine. But if that's the difference between keeping J.R. Smith, giving him an extra 15 mil, because now he's LeBron's guy. Now he is officially a LeBron guy. James Jones retires. J.R. Smith comes in. That's just what it is. Kyrie's going to need a contract soon. Kevin Love got his. And Kyrie will probably ask for an extension before this contract is over. But if you can bring somebody else in, a third wheel or fourth wheel, for that 50 mil that they could give or 40 mil that they could give by LeBron taking a little less, I think that's what LeBron's going to do. But we will see because that's very important Yeah. for the dynasty that could be two years in a row for Cleveland winning. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know, what happens with this uh, offseason, what happens with him taking that one year, setting back with the Mac Daddy deal that comes along, and you're right. I think he'll step back, let the team be flexible, understand that championships and, and are more important than anything, and really people are judged by that, and he has the opportunity to continue to you know, hoist the big uh, MVP you know, of, of all these finals games and, and to continue 
continue to uh, rack up his uh, legacy. And uh, I tell you, it really, really was impressive to come back the way he did most recently. So I'm, I'm telling you, he is the king and, uh, you know, all bow to the king at times. 888-346-9144, Alex Clancy, Mad Fish in Studio. Don't forget to check out voiceamerica.tv, uh, the Rebound channel. There's a lot of great streaming content on there. Uh, check out interviews and, and video that, that Matt Fish himself has, has put together with a great little intro, I might add. Um, great, great graphics and whatnot. Um, we have a couple things. We have a couple minutes till break. A couple free agents that are opting out. Uh, the, the hometown discount is over. That is, it is the end of the hometown discount era in the NBA. And Dirk Nowitzki's played 18 years with, with, um, with uh, whoever, whoever he plays Dallas. with, with the Mavericks. <laughs> right. Okay, Mark Cuban, <laughs> we'll see what Mark Cuban's all about with his drive. If he's going to overpay Dirk to keep, him, to keep him there, or if he's going to say, you know what, thank you for the one championship that we didn't deserve. Have a great rest of your career. You deserve it. And I think that he'll do the latter because uh, Mark Cuban's a great businessman. You never want to make enemies where you don't want them. Where you, where, you, know, you never want enemies, period. Yeah. So we have him. We have Kevin Durant, obviously. Spe- people speaking ad nauseum. Yeah. Warriors staying. Washington, which probably isn't likely anymore. Et cetera, et cetera. And then all the other guys that are opting out just to get an extra 10 mil on their contract. Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, all these guys that, you know, we deserve it. Give me a little juice because everybody's going to get paid. So why wouldn't I opt out and just re-sign? So we'll talk about all that in the second segment. We're going to start next segment with the NBRPA and the Mandalay Bay event. We're going to continue with the NBA draft midway through the second segment and on to the third segment. We still have a lot to talk about. Alex Clancy, Mad Fish in studio. We will be right back on Rebound Radio. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, 888-346-9144. We are tying the knot... Oh, I don't want the NBA uh, season to be over. Mm. I'm not. I'm not done talking about it yet. Mm-hmm. This isn't the NFL, where it's just oh, let's just make up some sort of controversy so we can talk about it for the whole summer. <laughs> I mean, here comes it's such crap. The Olympics. We need a Tom Brady. We got Olympics at least. We got the Olympics. I mean, yeah. So hopefully there won't be any sort of bad. Uh, Bad reporting from the Olympics. I mean, I'm not even talking about the stuff that's where they put their jerseys on. Uh, the Zika virus and everything. Hopefully, that is more of just, you know, uh, preventative nature and, and, and not anything that's actually come to fruition. So we do have a lot of people uh, bowing out of the Olympics for, yeah. you know, specified reasons per player. Uh, Steph is, you know, his heart hurts, I think. and It's probably because of his knee. I mean, all these guys play so many minutes, and the seasons are so long, and all of this stuff. And I understand if you, don't, if you want to pull out of the Olympics, if you've already won a gold medal, but there's a lot of guys that, I mean, the problem with the Summer Olympics and since they changed to NBA players from college players is that it's been too easy. I mean, I... This, like the FIBA championships and stuff when Spain wins from time to time, that's fine. Or, or gives them a run for their money, that's fine. Mm-hmm. When you beat Angola by 60 the first time you play in, in, in the Olympics, it's, it, it sets a bad precedent. It's, and people watch. Because listen, I would love to watch USA blow out anybody. You know, because you watch all these guys that, that are trying to rip each other's throats and then they're actually on the same court. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's a spectacle. I understand that. It's just bad basketball. Like it's not. It's fun because I would watch basketball every second of every day, right. every breath I take. But it's. I almost wish they put some college players in there, or something. But yeah, I counteract my point right away because if if a college player gets hurt, they don't have any money coming at them. You know, they're amateur athletes. They haven't made the money yet, so I understand the, the double-edged sword that we're dealing with. It's just. I don't know. It'd be an honor to play for and, the United States, don't you think? Yes. I mean, just representing the United States and going out there and getting to play a game and the camaraderie with, even if they're people that you've been opponents with or don't even like the guy, you're going to find a way to have a relationship one way or another with these folks. If you're doing a common cause down there fighting together for your country, is, is to me something that's just an honor even bigger than you know hoisting up the old uh, trophy for certain you know things being that being said I would totally do it for the United States of America there ought to be several others that do that will be in line it's not like they're not going to be able to fill the roster it's going to be fine and they're going to win it all again hopefully they better do it the way that they think that they're capable of doing it or else it is a black eye so if you're not going to play the young guys then make sure you play those that are willing to go and put their effort into it and I don't know what the choosing method is but uh, it's interesting to see how those decide that they're going to just announce I'm not going to be there. Now, assuming they've been asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, know. I mean, the top guys, they're like, hey, do you want to play? Now I'll uh, let you know. Yeah, right. You know, and I have two words for you uh, that 
that will make everybody question whether they want to play or not, and that is Paul George. Paul George, his leg fell off. His leg fell off in one of the most grotesque injuries we've ever seen. I think Sean Livingston and him are one in 1A. I'm not going to choose one over the other. And thank everything on this planet that he's come back. He's playing at a high level again. He's going to come play at the Olympics. He should be able to play whenever he wants now because he gave his shin and 365 days of his life to rehab for this country. Now, going back to your original point, we're going to get off topic because who cares? We're talking about people, yes, hoisting that gold medal for your country. Absolutely. What is the best, what is the best uh, ratings that, what are the best ratings that we get? And we have Nick Shepard on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second. What are the best ratings that come from any sort of sporting event in the United States? And, I have, I've won, maybe there's something else, underdog stories. Underdog stories that pertain to people in the United States. The U.S. men's soccer team, number one. Soccer is becoming more and more prevalent every day yeah. in the United States. The MLS will become, it, it might leapfrog, I don't know, it'll leapfrog hockey at some point, because hockey is a, 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 the United States toupee sport. Is, I heard the United States toupee <laughs> is what I heard for Canada, which I thought was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Soccer is becoming more and more prevalent. The U.S., although they're highly ranked across the world, they got punished by Lionel Messi in Argentina a couple days ago. Underdog stories. Every time the World Cup, everybody watches the USA because, again, it's the World Cup every four years, just like the Olympics. Yep. And you have underdog stories. The, the basketball, you don't have it. Swimming, you will because Michael Phelps is gone. Okay. All of the other events, nobody really watches in real life. Underwater basket weaving. Oh, we won a gold medal in that? How were we not an underdog in, you know, uh, Uzbekistan? What? You know, we're, we're the favorites. There are things that we just expect to be favorites at, and that's basketball. So that's why I think if we don't win, it's catastrophic. Yeah. And that's the issue that I have. It's like, I don't want to watch something where they ex- they're expected to win. Here's how I'll equate that. If I go in somewhere and I am 6'11 and the biggest guy in the place, why is it always the shortest guy in the place who wants to pick a fight with me? Now, if I beat him up, it's my fault, and I'm a jerk for doing so. Don't but if I get beat up... <laughs> He's a champion, and, and, and who am I? Why would I even find myself in that confrontation? So that's what I'm, I, I would equate that to. You're saying, okay, if we're going to take our best down there and not win it all, then we've got a black eye. And I get that completely. Uh, so we better win it all. Is the way I, you know, I don't care who it is. If you're taking NBA players in there, even if it's the guy that's completely swinging the towel and is, has been on IR all year, we still better win it all because we're the best league in the world. Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fishin Studio, 888-346-9144. We're talking Summer Olympics, USA Basketball. We have Mr. Nick Shepard on the line. Uh, he is a, a part of the NBRPA with, uh, with Mr. Matty Fish that I have in studio here. National Basketball Retired Players Association. Man, I'm nailing that acronym now. I feel like part of the team. NBRPA, boom. Uh, so, Nick Shepard. I'm going to ask you two questions, one that we talked about before and then one we're talking about right now with the Olympics. Number one, and Matt Fish brought this up, so this is his fault if if this stumps you. Um, Was it worse for Steph or better for LeBron, the way things happened? Um, You know what? It was probably better for LeBron. Uh, For one, uh, he brought something back to his hometown, uh, you know, that he promised. Uh, For Steph, uh, you know, winning that, the the those amount of games you know put a uh, a stigma on them uh, to be able to have to do that you know and, and to make that 
uh, record um, to to be complete. You know, to, 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 well, once the Bulls did it that way, then somebody else had to do it the same way. So um, they had a, it, it, it's, it, it's a tough situation for them to be in. I tell you, I was I was uh, pointing out earlier that I thought it was fantastic that uh, LeBron did what he did because it's part of his uh, legacy. He had to come back and do what he did, but doing what. You know, Steph did is, is is he had a fantastic year, MVP and everything. So we were discussing earlier, what was bigger? Was it that now he has to deal with all that disappointment in the offseason and it's not all a rainbows and unicorns, as we said earlier, as I said earlier, but it's now he's got to kind of put up with Le- what LeBron's been putting up with in the offseason for so many years. So the question, I'm going to throw it out one more time, is it going to be a bigger negative for Steph? In comparison to a positive for LeBron, thoughts, Nick? You know, I think it's going to be a, a positive for both ends. Um, you know, as, as we you know do this thing in sports, uh, certain certain things we, we grab a hold to, you know, to motivate. But then also, um, the media, you know, they have to have something, you know. So they they definitely have a uh, a storyline, a tagline, uh, you know, for for the ages, you know, to come back for next year. Uh, for them to be healthier, for them to be ready for the playoffs again, um, to, to make a, to, to make another um, dramatic ending like like it was. That was a big ending this year for those two teams to be in the finals for that moment, those things that happened. Uh, everything had to be in line, and, and, and it was a perfect situation. Thank you, Kyrie. He finally got a Scottie Pippen if we're going to make that uh, that comparison for one series. There are two things that are being overlooked here. One, there's no reason LeBron should have come back and won. There's no comparison. Right, I understand. There was no Scottie. There's no... <laughs> there, there, are, there are two things that are overlooked. One, LeBron, there's no way that they should have come back. Like, this is un... It's unimaginable that this happened. Really, I mean, now now that it happened, it's like, oh yeah, I could have seen that happen. It's like you like you look at a full filled out NCAA tournament bracket after it happens, you're like, oh yeah, it's so easy when everything already happens. Sure. That's that's kind of what this is. Now that's hey, number one. Number two, I, I have one. Say, I was gonna say this. If you remember last the, the last show, I did say that that was only two two out of like thirty two teams that ever came back from the three one deficit. Yep. Yeah, none of them had won. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the other two is one and one a for Golden State. One, yeah. and I said this on our first show, yeah. and this is the last time I'll say it, the emotional strain of going 73-9 and nine waned on them. These guys are young. They've only played in one finals and one real important playoff series. There are two play- important playoff series, the Western Conference Finals and the finals of last year, and they were playing against a team that took them six games, which was LeBron and a bunch of stick figures. You know, you could enter whatever names you wanted to because everybody was gone. J.R. Smith was trying to play starter minutes. So was Amon Shumpert. That's not what they're made of. So this emotional strain that they went through and mental strain, albeit it was awesome while it was happening, but they went down, they lost a couple games later on in the season when they were just yep. drained. And people yeah. were focusing on the physical aspect, the emotional aspect of young players who haven't played in important games before, really, it's, it's almost more taxing than it actually happening. Well, yeah. they, they completely underachieved, and I'll tell you how. They had, you know, nine losses in the regular season, <laughs> right? So they lose three straight in the NBA Finals. Basically, the Golden State Warriors choked. The last time they lost three games in a row was in November of 2013. Yeah, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. And number two for Golden State, which it's... That all, well, I have a B and C. Number two, Riley Curry won't be in any press co- press game conferences starting next year. 
This is real deal. No, th- no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. This is real deal stuff now. Now, yes, they overachieved maybe last year. Maybe they shouldn't have won the championship last year, but no Mike Conley, no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Love, uh, no uh, the point guard for Houston, Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, no Chris Paul. They didn't play any full-strength teams all the way through. And it won't get – people won't remember that 10 years from now, but it's only two years ago, and I remember that, and they just lost the finals now. Steph Curry over – um, he overperformed for what people expected him to do. People forget in Phoenix. In Phoenix land, we don't forget this. On draft day, Steph Curry was going to be traded for Amari Stoudemire. Steph Curry was signing on the dotted line away from being in his son's jersey, because people saw Amari as the the you know the veteran that was the perennial All Star, and then you saw Steph Curry who was six one one eighty dripping wet. Four years, yes, they made a, a, a deep run in the tournament one year. But nobody knew that he was going to be this good. And now that he is this good, everybody expects him to win everything. He's not built like an NBA player is built. No. No, no, no. He doesn't, doesn't have the size. Like you said, he's an he's a undermanned uh, point guard. Undersized point guard, I should say. Um, and he definitely has did his thing. He, he's not uh, physical, you know, in, in the game. And... It, it, actually, it, play, it plays a better role for him, you know, this, the, the way the game has changed over. So it's a lot easier for him to be able to do what he do, uh, to shoot three, stand on perimeter, uh, and, and play that the, the, the new NBA game, that, 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 the, the new NBA live game, I should say. I, uh, yeah, it's, it is. New, the, 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 I'm telling you, the balls are on fire sometimes when those guys shoot them. You know, it, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I, I tell you, when you see these guys do what they say they're going to do, do what they've done all year long, and then don't come through at the end, you tend to wonder about their uh, uh, character. Why isn't anyone ever questioning someone's character? Uh, because uh, Steph himself points to the ceiling every time he does anything on the court. You know, is his character not as good as, say, Dramon Green, who maybe is more of a ex- demonstrative player himself? So, so I, I think that, you know, as you, as you take a hard look at what they've done and what they've accomplished, they've still got a lot more to accomplish. And thank goodness that they are young because they, they're going to continue to write this story. But you're right when you first started out, Nick, by saying these people, these media people have to have something to talk about. And boy, don't they ever have something to talk about right now. Yeah, and the, the, oh, yeah. the, the target on the Warriors back now is, has more of a stigma to it. You know, it's not they just won the championship, so... So now, now everybody's out to get them, giving them their best shot, because obviously their best shot, the opponent's best shot, uh, yielded the best record in NBA uh, regular season history last year. So that didn't really work out. The stigma this year is every ref will be looking at every step Draymond Green takes. They will be looking at Steph Curry's feet, because he travels more than LeBron does. Now people are going to be held accountable wearing Golden State Warriors jerseys. People are going to watch out for Klay Thompson. He might want out. He thinks that he's the best player on the team. Not necessarily in the next two years, but if they don't win in the next couple years, Klay Thompson's going to be coming up on a contract. He just got an extension. Klay Thompson is the best player on that team on both sides of the ball. Well, I know that Bogut, Barnes, and Barbosa are all free agents. So what are they going to do with these guys? They're part of the Better Business Bureau, too. <laughs> See what I'm there? Yeah, so... Uh, well, they, they, they're going to definitely have to get some size. they got to get some inside presence. Uh, Dre is not going to be able you know, to do it by itself. Uh, we've seen that already. Uh, they're gonna have to get a big. They better uh, pay for Bogut then. They're gonna have to pay. A they bunch can't. Of money. He's huh? he's thirty. He's so old. Huh? He's uh, old. Yeah. He's old. He's seven three. He's got miles, and the mile, uh, comparatively speaking, yeah. for bigger guys is is a lot less. It's a lot shorter 
than uh, than small guys. I mean, am I crazy for? And I hate that I say this, and it won't happen because I think he's going to go to the Knicks. But if you can smack this guy in the face, proverbially, wouldn't Dwight Howard fit perfectly with the Warriors? He can run up and down the court. He doesn't demand the ball. He rebounds. He blocks shots, and he can and he can catch an alley oop and dunk it. Dwight's going to go to a team where there's nobody on the team. So he's gonna, I think he's going to go to the Knicks. I think with Derrick Rose there, Carmelo, Dwight Howard, just get the ugh, the idiotic nature of three guys that will never win anything and put them on a team together. <laughs> so, <laughs> is this thing on? Sorry. Should I, I, I thought we were on break. <laughs> but doesn't it? I thought that Dwight Howard would fit with the with the just the malleability of, of that team. You know, the amoeba-like offense and, and all these things. He sets picks, he can roll, and he can dunk, and he catch alley-oops and stuff. I, I just don't, I, I think he would fit perfectly with that team on court. I don't know. I, 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 like you said, this, this putting those big three together, it, it's tough. You know? well, I tell you what, I'd rather, pay, I'd rather play with only four players on the floor than pay him maximum. Oh, we got three minutes left. He wouldn't take maximum, I'll tell you that much. So let's, let's segue right in because this is the ad nauseum topic that everybody is speaking about. Okay. Kevin Durant opted out. Um, he has the option of signing a long-term deal with uh, Oklahoma City, obviously. Yeah. We're thinking maybe he'll sign a, a one-year deal, see what Russell Westbrook wants to do. Obviously, them playing together hasn't amounted to anything. Take coaching, say uh, uh, supporting cast, say whatever. Would he fit well in a Warriors jersey? Do they get rid of Andrew Bogut, Harrison Barnes, uh, Andre Iguodala? Uh, all these guys that are kind of like the glue of the Warriors to do so. Does he go back home, which we don't see is really possible. On the other side of the break, we will talk about that first. I will get Matt Fish's opinion. I will get Nick Shepard's opinion, who's on the line. We will, I promise, talk about the NBRPA. I promise we'll talk about the draft tonight. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Nick Shepard on the line. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. I don't know what's easier, just making an email address that says Rebound Radio or getting that fixed. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll <laughs> Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Mr. Nick Shepard on the line, 888-346-9144. Call us. Follow Matt on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Do you have a Twitter, Mr. Shepard? Uh, no, I, not presently. I don't. Now I'm going to have to get one with the fellas. All right, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Or you just just, just uh, go to Re- at Rebound Talk, and then if you want to talk to Nick, then we'll have Matt relay that they're friends so, so it works out yep. okay yep. so we've talked NBA finals we're coming up we're going to talk NBRPA in the event in Mandalay Bay uh, in July I promise we'll get to the draft I do want to ask both of these guys before we went to break we were talking about Kevin Durant where he should go real quick Warriors stay for a year sign a long track long term extension for Oklahoma City what does he do Mr. Fish uh, you know I think he's and I think Nick said it earlier he may just be on his way to L.A. Uh, can you see him playing in Los Angeles? Uh, I-, I can. Right now? Well, next year. Yes. The big I mean, lights. Come on now. The big lights, the big city. The, I mean, he, he he's a superstar within a superstar. You so want to see that happen, that, Nick? That's a perfect area. I know you're that, a Lakers that, that fan. You're from that area. Pray for him right now. Nice. Lakers, L.A. is the kiss of death for a lot of players. It's tough. You got to be ready, though. But see, he, he, he's been going out there back and forth. He goes to the summer. He does the summer league. He does. He works out out, out there. So, yeah. That, that I mean, it's it's home for him. It's his second home. Yeah, I mean, it, I, and listen, I I would love. I'm a Laker fan, you know, unapologetically. Uh, but you have so I'm going to give you a a, a uh, an analogy. I did awful on the verbal portion of my SATs, but I'm going to try. So you have <laughs> Kevin Durant is to Tim Duncan as Russell Westbrook is to Kobe Bryant. You have these smaller market mentalities that have Tim Duncan and Kevin Durant. They're both kind of on the quieter side, you know, humble. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is extravagant. He's loud. He's brash. He backs everything up. And Kobe, loosely defined. But you have these guys that are made for L.A., and I'm not sure Kevin Durant is. I think maybe, I think San Antonio would be the perfect fit, per- personally. You they give it's too big of a market? San Antonio, San Antonio will always be the smallest market of the good teams. I'm thinking, I'm asking, do you think that LA is too big of a market for Durant? Yeah, and I yeah. think at least right now, he said, he's come out and said that he wants this to be the place. The next place he goes, he wants to be at his last place. Retire there. So, yeah. naturally, Golden State would probably be the idea there, which could at some point squeeze out Clay Thompson because he's already, you know, number two. When he really wants to be number one, he won't say that, but at some point. So, it'll be interesting. Nick, where do you think he goes? No, again, I, I I really think that the LA would be a good fit. Uh, and I've never really thought about yeah. Golden State, uh, so, just because there's too many balls in the air already. Yeah. Uh, unless they get rid of two of those, you know, phenomenal shooters out there um, to 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 be able to put his numbers up. Um, but you, you guys say that his character uh, and his his pizzazz and all that stuff. I've seen the right. I mean, I, in moments where. His his showtime has been that way. You know, he gets that swag. He gets out there and he gets dirty. Um, to be able to have that and have the energy that comes with playing at the Staples Center and just just the, the, the surroundings of that, I think yeah, he'll, he'll, he 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 will thrive. 
<laughs> I, I saw that movie with Durant that Durant did, and, and I tell you, you might think that he's not ready for the big time, but just seeing the amount of effort he puts into a championship and knowing that he his drive and desire and his work ethic are all there and his talent's just out of the world that I just see L.A. snapping him up and him you know, maybe having his jerseys hung in the rafters someday. Something is missing in his core. He's been in the league, what, seven years? Eight years? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't sniffed it. He hasn't sniffed anything, you know? And Russell Westbrook took over that team. So obviously he's not the best player on his own team by the numbers. He doesn't demand the most defensive pressure by the numbers. So if he can't do it in Oklahoma City, what makes people think that he can average 35, 10, and 8 somewhere else when he is the man. That's, that's my only question with him. He, he's somebody, though, he could build around for sure, for sure. I mean, bring him in as your, as your main guy, just like that Kobe. But I don't know who then they're going to be able to surround him with. You know? and, and like you say, you got to put up huge numbers. And I don't know if he's got it in him to be able to put up numbers like that all year long uh, without a supporting cast to be able to take some of that pressure off of him and some of the scoring pressure yeah. off of him. Yep, it's true. And we'll see what happens. And watch out. Manager Nobly opted out. David West opted out. Yeah. Uh, uh, they said that Tim Duncan won't opt out. But maybe they're all wondering how much of a pay cut they have to take to bring in Kevin, Gar- Kevin Durant. Just watch out for it. We'll keep our eye on the pulse with that. That's my sleeper pick right there. Mm. Let's get to the NBRPA, the National Basketball Retired Players Association. We'll talk about the draft right after this, but this is the crux of this Rebound Radio Show, so we need to get to it right away. There's an event mid-July, Mandalay Bay. Matt, take take it. Yeah, you know, we have our Legends World Sports Conference. It's an annual conference where, you know, the guys all get together and and not only have a chance to fraternize with one another, but also, you know, uh, learn about some opportunities made available to them through the organization. Whether it's transition issues, whether it's your portfolio, whether it's addiction, whether it's religion, I don't care what it is, technology, they have an opportunity to, you know, reach out, teach you, show you what's the best approach for a former pro athlete is, and uh, we've got your back. And and I'm Nick, I'm hoping you're going. Nick, you going to try to make it up there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going. Uh, like you said, it, it, it's a big thing, you know, for us to be able to uh, connect, uh, to reach out, to be able to have the opportunities uh, that, that afforded us through uh, through basketball, uh, through the relationship that we're able to build. So uh, guys come out, uh, you know, business people come out, uh, mm-hmm. get in touch with us, uh, you know, because we definitely are looking for new ventures and new opportunities. Uh, yeah, and it's a great build. opportunity to network too, you know, and, and, and talking to the sponsors that are already there, but also talk to those that see ways to helping the former pro athlete as well as help themselves. So just, just reach out, you know, as we're up there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good time. They always feed us well. They Mandalay Bay is a, a very nice casino, from what I understand. And uh, from uh, what I understand, <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Las Vegas. Wait, wait, is that in Oregon? <laughs> so, so you know, hey, we're looking forward to that. Uh, one one other thing I wanted to, to throw out there too was the Dave DeBusher scholarship just came through, and now that's an opportunity to earn a scholarship for you, your kids, your 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 um, um, stepkids. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's an opportunity to to have that scholarship to go towards uh, furthering your education, and they all average around four thousand dollars per scholarship, and that just came through uh, the NBRPA. They were putting out email blasts to members. 
come make sure they get their paperwork in in time. So I also want to just touch base on one of the key programs with the NBRPA, the Dave DeBusher Scholarship Fund, and and that that's yeah. coming through just before we all go up there and enjoy our you know festivities up at uh, now Oregon. I mean Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just I, I know it's Nevada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, we're looking forward to that, no doubt. And uh, that's not that far away. So, um, Give me that know, date again. It's uh, the 16th, 17th, 18th of July. And I'm going to go up a couple days early, stay a day late, because the NBA Summer League is up there as well. You certainly want to take that in. Yeah, maybe I'll just pay my way up there and get up there for a good time. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen Oregon this time of year. So, uh, <laughs> we have, so if you want to contact Matt Fish with anything regarding the NBRPA or Rebound magazine, Email him at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com, not Rebound Radio that it says on the prompter coming into our show, at reboundmagazine.com, or follow him at Rebound Talk. Like the NBRPA and NBA Legends on Facebook. You can get all the information you need from there, too. So there's a lot of avenues, so it's up to you if you want to uh, hear more about the NBRPA and Rebound Magazine. Uh, mm-hmm. Both great organizations, both on the up and up every day, taking steps forward in an effort to help and, uh, and advise former NBA players who have since retired uh, with their future endeavors and and, hope, and giving them the quality of life that they deserve. So the NBRPA is doing a great job, and it's continuing to do better and better things every day. Thanks. Yeah. So, and Nick, I'm going to thank you for that too. Uh, I don't want to leave you out just because I'm looking at Matt's bearded mug right now. So, uh, okay, so NBA draft tonight. We have about seven minutes. Nobody knows what the hell is going to happen except for the number one and number two picks. I'm going to give you two quick stats. Uh, that are uh, that are intriguing to me, okay. uh, just because I'm a nerd and uh, things like this in, uh, interest me. Um, Brandon Ingram, who is projected to go number two to the Lakers, and it's almost a for sure thing unless Ben Simmons decides he wants to play cricket or something instead of basketball. Uh, Brandon Ingram will be the number two pick to the Lakers. He's projected to be the top player in the draft, statistically speaking, and he will he's the most likely to play at an All Star level within his first five seasons. Ben Simmons is projected to be tied with, with Brandon Ingram for the top player in the draft, but he is also projected, and let me get this right, he's also projected to be, I think, like third or fourth highest bust rate within the first five seasons. So doesn't make a whole lot of sense. At least out of the top, let's see, out of the top 20 players that are projected to go, he has the fifth highest bust percentage possibility out of anybody in the draft. How, out of the do, you, top, how do you qualify the for busting? Listen, drop? these guys with the sabermetrics, they know what they're doing. You okay. don't question it anymore. <laughs> okay. This is this is this is this is why people do these things and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it, to crunch numbers, to crunch projections, which is just interesting because it's like, well, Ben, you're gonna you're gonna be awesome or you're gonna be the worst. It's pretty much how it's gonna be. I know that his dad played in Australia for several years. And that's yeah. And he was a big, big guy, like a great big specimen of a human being. And his his mother is the same way. She's a good sized woman, very outgoing. You know what I mean? I, the two of them have, have brought a very nice, outgoing six foot. What is he? I mean, six ten. Oh, ten is he six ten? And you know, he's. He, he, I think that. You know, I don't know about the bust rate. I, that's a great stat to throw out there. But I know that he does come from good stock. I know his parents are very well-spoken, and I know that his dad understands what it takes in order to become successful because when he went down there, I understand, he went down there as a force. He was a beast. He was 
you know, knocking people over. And he was everyone did not know and really saw him coming down there in Australia. He even kind of changed the style of play, from what I understand, because he is such a beast of a human being. But you know, if 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 Ben can take anything from that, it certainly is a. You play the game hard, and that's what his dad did. So hopefully he taught his son well. Yeah, and it all comes full circle. Brad Brown, the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, coached his dad or, or had some sort of uh, connection with uh, Ben Simmons' dad in Australia. Yeah. So that's an interesting uh, interesting little coincidence. Yeah, the coach, right? The coach yeah. coached his dad in yeah. Australia. The one yeah. knock on Ben Simmons is, and this is geocentrically biased, he's from Australia. It's a little bit more laissez-faire down there when it comes to sports with regards to basketball. That's just the overall thought process of things. I'm not saying that's correct. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that that's the overall thought process, in my opinion, of, and, and you could tell at well, LSU, you could awesome. tell at LSU, you have? Yeah. So is it a little bit more laid back? Uh, laid back or not, they definitely hit you hard. Yeah. They're, well, that's uh, not. They, 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 I mean, I'm telling you, they pick and they don't wilt. If you try to go through them, you're not going to outmuscle them. You know what I mean? But when you get to a country down there, to me, of course, it's not going to be in the, on the level it is here, uh, unless you want to talk about style of living. Oh, Everyone yeah. wants to be in Australia. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say the same about professional franchises in San Diego. I live in San Diego. It's, it's yeah. laissez-faire. It's, yeah. yeah, we want to win, but we have the beach. True. And we wear powder blue jerseys, which is awesome. But Ben Simmons, 6'10", to whatever, he yeah. looks, more of a, looks like more of a man than LeBron did when he came in the league. <sighs> he averaged six assists a game. He averaged 18 and 12 and change. Okay? This guy is Blake Griffin, the fourth year in the NBA. That's his skill set right now. Mm. He can't shoot just like Blake can't shoot in the second and fourth quarter when it comes down to it. He'll, he'll probably learn how to shoot better, which he will, Have but to. he can rebound the ball. You can't teach that. No, man. You can't teach going for the ball. Yes, he's bigger than everybody else, but you need that knack to go for the ball. His ability to pass the rock is something that is overlooked a lot because his job isn't supposed to be to pass the ball. It's supposed to put the ball in the basket. And yeah, he's a lefty. Lefty. So cool. Nick, like we got that. three minutes. What do you think if you were to if you were the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, which I wish that upon nobody, uh-huh. who would you take first, Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram? Well, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm gonna be have to be a little biased because you know coming from one of my my alma mater at LSU, um, you know <laughs> I, I I have a, a a distinct sense that this kid is definitely going to be able to do what he needs to do in the league. Uh, he comes from good stock, like you said. Uh, but he also came down from uh, playing the SEC where he got a chance to really, uh, you know, bang bang even more. You know, in, in SEC, it's a physical it's a physical, physical conference. Uh, you get a chance to, you know, really define yourself. You get a chance to see, you know, what part of the uh, of your game that you need to work on. You know, and I think the 76ers are going to take uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I agree. And and we'll see. The, the big rumor now is that they are vying to trade the third pick the Bo- they're trying to get Boston's third pick, yeah. and they're trying to pawn off Jaleel Okafor. And mm-hmm. I wish we had more time. Jaleel Okafor averaged seventeen and eight without breaking a sweat last year, and, and he hurt his knee and everything. But this kid's going to be a beast, and I don't understand why they're giving up on him so quick. When Joel Embiid is the you know heir apparent to play center, and I've played as many games as he has in the NBA, so I don't understand why they're put holding so much stock in him. When, especially when Jaleel Okafor can play center in this day and age in the NBA. we got to get out of here, unfortunately. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Nick Shepard, thank you for joining us again. Uh, July 15, 16, 17 yep. it, at Mandalay Bay. Yep. It's going to be a great event for the NBRPA. So please, 
please check it out if you're in the area. Fly out there. It's $49 flights for Southwest, damn it. Get out there. Support the NBRPA. Follow Matt Fish on Twitter, at Rebound Talk. Email him at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Nick Shepard, by the next time we have you on the air, you have to get a Twitter. That that's just the that's the that's what you got. That's your homework. Gotcha. Right, and I'll I'll be the first person to follow you. Follow me at Clancy's Corner, Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.